0: If you're an average player, you wanna be left alone, all right? Cause you wanna be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you wanna be coached. If you're a great player, you want to coach and tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You wanna know every play. Cause you know why? They wanna be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things.
1: Welcome to the Goat Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a goat, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it
0: in all stages of life. Welcome to everyone watching or listening around the world. I'm Spencer Thompson, alongside the professor, the mentor, the coach, the friend, the man of so many different hats who just said to me in between the episodes that the path to success is not convenient and he's very much right but he excels at it so well and makes it look easy he's always doctor Colby Juvenville.
1: thank you, my friend. Thank I've you. Never God. seen him smile so big. <laughs> I got chills.
0: And in in spirit is Tyler Burnett, the CEO, founder of the Goat Family of Brands, Goat Turf, Goat Publishing, Goat Imprints. I'm sure they're going to be Goat Goats at some point. The they're going to sell some goats and everything. He's he's driving the Sprinter around somewhere and such. We give our Best thoughts and condolences to Tyler Burnett, and as always, the calming force to our show. The lover of Kentucky bourbon, particularly Buffalo Trace. Though I'm yes, sure right. I can, I can get you turned with. I didn't bring it today, but the Coy Hill High Proof bottle I got of uh, <laughs> Jack God. Daniel's. I think I can get you turned on it. But oh, yeah. the LinkedIn Whisper, the Goat Whisper, Captain Konsugi yes. as nicknamed <laughs> and everything, Thank and you. repping the. Uh, Triathlon, he was just a member of for Music City, the as always. The season
2: has started. As always, yes. in the words of Doc... John Byers. John Byers. <laughs>
0: We're winding down season two, I, I just heard. <laughs> yeah.
1: it. That, did Dev Digital know that?
0: Yeah, well, they, they did because they work on the back end for the show, the website and everything. They're That's good right. sponsors. They work they,
1: on the back end of almost everybody. Oh
0: Digitizing yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go check out Dev Digital. up in a way you can get it. Oh, yeah. Just like Waffle House, we are sticky, and we do serve it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. In the singles, start the game, 0-9, 10-19, <laughs> your doubles. Enjoy the game. It's 20s, you get in the game 30s, move up in the game 40s because the 30-year-olds are so damn good. You have to stay in the game, and in your 50s, the research shows, you ask yourselves, what is it I really want? Goats, so easy to see in sports, so easy to see how they elevate the play of everyone else around them in business, so you could see it. Are those who provide unique perspective, unique education, unique experience? It gives them and other people energy, and it creates new levels of challenge and opportunity. And with that, as usual, you know, John, go ahead. You know, <laughs> I'm just, i think it's just worthy to say that yeah. you know our
2: friends here at VCE Productions Absolutely. are fantastic. Davey, our our senior and he master has a last producer, name. What's his last name? <laughs> You know he he's enjoying Chipotle right now. He starts the clock at the beginning of every episode so that we know exactly when you know when to start, when to stop. I mean, he is he on is, top of it. He's on top of it. He is the wizard behind the curtain. That's right. But full of courage and valor and, and bra- bravery and Chipotle.
0: Never skimp on the roasted corn salsa, Davey. How you doing over story. there? You okay? Yeah. You doing yeah. good? We need to get Davey a mic for the of podcast. He falls into he the does. doubles. You know, he's a, <laughs> he does, yeah. He, he he's having fun. Yeah. He does he's, need a he's mic. He's enjoying the game so far. Starting to get into it a little bit, just like you're advising with your son, Jack. <laughs> Is he, is he twenty yet? Jack's, it, Jack's twenty. Ah, oh, so you are not he's telling him to get the in the game. game. Yeah, he he's is in uh, literally and figuratively since he's with MTSU's basketball <laughs> That's team. That's right. Has he played? He's played a few games now for MTSU. Well, has he it? he hasn't.
1: He redshirted, but he did okay. uh, walk on and make the team. And um, he he sends me texts, and some days he's up, and some days he's down. But <laughs> but what a great experience! Story of our lives. That's yeah. right. What a great experience to get out there and play Division One college basketball. I really love the way you introduce us. To, uh, Spencey, uh, as a good our good friend Marilee Kit calls you. And uh, I love the fact that you took it upon yourself to think about the singles and doubles because, man, that's so true, and I'm going to have to use that now for the rest of my career. It is. It's so, <laughs> so, it's
2: so good. It's John, just a cherry on top.
1: It oh, yeah. is. It is a cherry on top. We've got, we're have got we going to continue on with our discussion with Spencer Thompson, and, and the idea behind the show was around the fact that the, most people in their 20s, they're taught to get in the game, and they're taught by yep. other people. They teach us to get in the game. Yep. Spencer decided what game he wanted to get into and he shared with that in the first uh in the first part of this show he shared the defining moments life's defining moments 80 percent of life's defining moments happen before age 35 and at 23 he certainly had some yeah all- go
2: back and listen to mm-hmm. whether you're on yeah. pocket cast or spotify apple <laughs> uh tell your friends tell your lovers Spencer Thompson at episode 77, I believe. 77 and 78. And There's he's some on
1: some his way to the University of Alabama, mm-hmm. the Crimson Tide, as part of their communications PhD program. I've and heard hopefully. Of them. Going to be um, sitting next to Eli Gold and calling some plays for for the greatest uh, football program in the uh, in the world, the, the Crimson Tide.
2: So we are we are six minutes in and have not introduced the main topic here. So I'm just going to just do, do that. I'm just going to say we, we it's worthy of our time, and and we're just going to s- just singularly focus on this one topic right here. And one of the things, the very first thing that I learned about Spencer Tomset. Colby said, check out his LinkedIn profile, look at the title, I looked at it, and it says some iteration, I don't remember off the top of my head, but future Super Bowl commentator. (laughs) And you have masterfully built in your vision into your identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is an episode around And I want to hear some practicals from you. You know, anybody that listens to the show knows I'm a big habits guy. So I want to hear about, and it's almost like you've seemingly like willed it into place. Like I believe that's going to happen. Like it is a matter of time before you... Uh, can put that on your business card and and scratch out future Super Bowl commentator because it just is, is gonna be a thing. Yeah
1: and I, I recently spoke to a group of people and came to this clarity as part of what I teach. but a personal brand to me, that's what it is is a feeling that other people have about mm. about you. Yeah, that's what a personal brand is. It's the feeling that other people have about you. And when you meet Spencer and you hear his story, and you saw what you ju- he just did, you say to yourself, my feeling is that he is going to do it. Yes. Is that he is going to yeah. be on the Super Bowl and that you and I are going to be at the Super Bowl when he is. <laughs> because we'll have a friend there.
2: And, <laughs> yes. and let, me, let me just take a quick interjection right here. About a month ago, I asked 15 people because I was wanting to know what is my – brand. I asked several folks that I worked with, majority of the folks I worked with, I asked Colby and a couple others, what's my brand? It was a very cool exercise. Mm-hmm. I would encourage our audience to yeah. do the same thing. And maybe the question that comes from that is, is that matching up with your own vision? Yeah. Is your brand and what others view of you matching your identity, the identity and vision you're hoping to build for yourself? Spencer, yep. how have you done it I, I want to hear some practicals that, that go into that.
0: Practicals. Another Steve Harvey concept is where it comes from. Uh, uh, he mentioned uh, I think it, he pulled it from Proverbs or one of the books that he's read, where it's that make your vision clear, and if you proclaim what your vision is, people will flock to you. That's that's where the aspiring to be the play-by-play commentator for the Super Bowl on CBS, NBC, ESB, it's Fox ESPN. Clear, ESPN came it's very clear. It's <laughs> short. It's clear. Yep. It's, yep. Clear, short, concise frameworks, as you like, frameworks, repeatability and everything. But that's where it comes from is from Steve Harvey in that I make my vision clear and I tell people exactly what I want to do because that's that's another thing that uh, I'll have to show you guys in my car. Um, So I mentioned on the last episode my main job is with Uber and Lyft. Uh, From what people tell me is that this is one thing that most Uber drivers don't do. I have placards on the back of the car that have a bio essentially about me saying, welcome to my car. Thank you, uh, thank you Welcome for choosing the ride share. Uh, and it basically talks about what my goals are, my aspirations, and such. And I tell, and it says on there and everything. <laughs> it says on, it says on there. And he's laughing because, because I showed you these. Well, because I we know tits. it
1: works. I it does, yeah. you. He gets bigger tips than other people, and,
0: and it absolutely works because so many people say, "I've never seen this before." Best of luck to you. And there are people who say, "I know you're going to do this. I'm great to see it." And there's, of course, the people saying, "Are we going to be on the Super Bowl list when you get the tickets <laughs> and everything?" I tell them, I. Tell Listen, them youth, They've got a long line. But, oh yeah, behind I told them to that. But uh, but what it comes down to, and a uh, key word before you mentioned it on the podcast, I've been trying not to use the word "but" as that introduction of the opposites. I've started you more consciously using in my text, saying "though" or "yet" or using semicolons. That's the same thing, Spencer. You gotta you continue, continue to, to evolve. Yeah, you gotta get evolve. Get it to you Yeah, gotta get to I, it, it is. The, I use "though" because when you say "but." That's where more consciously people have on that stuff. Uh, uh, so with the rideshare placards, I also have on there, if you want to follow my broadcasting journey, here's my social media. And I just ordered new ones that have a QR code on it to my link tree, which has all of the social uh, medias and such on it. But
1: link tree. Now,
0: yep. now yep. you
2: can include on there. Mm-hmm. That you are an alumni of the, the Go the
0: Consulting that, I add recognized that. I will, guest. I will add that to the link tree on the top thing. I'll you're in the bosom. Oh, the you're in the yeah. bosom. And I added to there because, again, the more you what the tell people. the link tree? Uh, it's where it's, you know how on <laughs> oh, Instagram you've profiles. It. You've done it. Yeah, now. you've done it. Uh, it link trees <laughs> are basically you click one link. <laughs> God has done it. Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, gotcha, all that. Gotcha. It makes it so that you don't have to provide. Okay, so Clear Vision. I was thinking Oak Tree. So I tell that Clear Vision to people on my ride shares because. When you tell your vision. Yeah, yeah. What's next? Up. Clear vision mm-hmm. and then. Oh, you're talking about the personal. Full heart. Bra- Practicals. Uh, re, uh, I guess selflessness. Would, that would be the word I would use to it and everything. Because as I mentioned, it's comma all while re- reinvesting more into those that have invested in me. Because again, it's not. What's more fulfilling to me is. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I'm looking forward to the day I get to change the bio on my social media profiles that says the Play by play commentator yeah. for the Super Bowl on whichever network.
2: Selflessness and is in like you met Jim Nance and you said, Hey, like if I can ever do anything
0: to help and you, you send just him a let birthday me know. present. yeah, I did I did. I gave him, you know, Jimmy Kelly Steakhouse. I sent him a gift card. I, I sent believe you gave me
1: one too. Yeah. Hey, s- I, let me ask you this question. In terms of practical in my twenties, mm-hmm. um I, I never felt hopelessness. I always mm-hmm. woke up and and had a sense of urgency every day i didn't know i didn't know how to be successful i knew what i wanted to do i mm-hmm. didn't know the steps but i had a sense of urgency mm. you you have a sense of urgency about yourself mm-hmm. you wake up in more than just a sense of urgency you're intentional with what you ask for from others and how you invest in others why is it that that for the most part of your contemporaries that they don't have that sense of urgency... And they don't intentionally ask, and they play this game of confusion and chaos. Mm-hmm. Where did they learn that? Do you see it? Do you agree with that?
0: I I, I absolutely agree, and um, you know I uh, you know I can't I can't speak for a hundred percent of people. I can't speak on behalf of other people. I can only talk about what I observe and what I've learned. And this is where, as I mentioned on the last episode, it ties into uh, John Taffer and Love Bar Rescue. Love the idea of seeing people who are fa- who are failing and pushing them beyond what's expected of them and everything. He's got a book and we we'll have to swear on this, on this Not podcast. Really, fantastic. The, the book is literally called don't bullshit yourself uh, to, to the point where they had to put an asterisk on one of the letters in BS on the cover. Otherwise it wouldn't, publish yeah. they wouldn't be able to do it yeah. so it's called don't bs yourself and it's about tackling the excuses that we make to not change and uh his main quote obviously he says i don't embrace excuses i embrace solutions but his main shtick is that excuses are the common denominator of failure when you give an excuse and you or you blame something else you have no reason to change uh, um another movie i don't know if either of you have seen the movie whiplash um, but it is a fantastic movie about uh, how this kid in college is training to be a drummer and the instructor who's played by J.K. Simmons, he won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in it. He, um, he, he, the, guy was, uh, the kid was playing on a drum set. It was jazz band in college. And he, I think, messed up a note or was on a wrong beat. He threw a chair at him. And uh, threw a chair at him and everything. Yes, why do you think I just threw that chair at you? And the kid w- didn't understand why, and he started getting emotional and crying and everything, and pushing him. And later in the movie, it's revealed because eventually the kid spoke out against him in a legal case, and he got removed from. I think it was Schaefer University was the name of the place. And he explained that the truth is, um, I uh, the truth is, I was people don't understand why I was at Schaefer. I was there to uh, push people beyond what was expected. And I forget which artist he named. There was a story where a guy messed up a saxophone solo. The instructor threw a chair at him. And the kid cried his eyes out, but... From there, what did he do? He practiced and practiced yeah. and practiced. That's what I tell my kids. That's and, why I throw chairs at you. Like, just <laughs> well, right. There, there's but a but time, don't, don't, Hold in. on,
1: hold on. But don't you think we need more of that? <laughs> don't you think we need more of throwing chairs at people?
2: Yeah, you know, well, some, some similarity, some, you know.
1: Some maybe, version of that. Some, <laughs> uh, that, some version yes.
0: of it. But what he said was that. I'm you being know, serious. Yeah, what he said was. What, what did he do? He practiced, 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 and he performed the best damn, uh, damn solo afterwards. And the quote that sticks out to the most to me that connects to John Tappers. he said, I tell you, there are no two worse words in the English language than good job. Because yeah. if, you, if the chair didn't get thrown at that guy and you told the kid, uh, the kid good job, he thinks, ah, you know what? I did a good job. And how would you not get the next uh, Charlie Parker? Was the musician's name yeah. that had that, and She's like, Would we, we wouldn't get the next Charlie Parker if you just tell him, and, and we good throw job. that
1: around. I mean, it's such, it's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. We throw good job around like it's commonplace. Mm. When, when, what do you mean by good job? You know, it, well,
2: it, it, I think it, the missing piece is, is truth and kindness, right? Which we, yeah. we've talked about this on an episode, right? Like clear is kind. You know, Brene Brown, I say this all the time. She interviewed a hundred of folks in the top you know, Fortune one hundred company mm-hmm. CEOs and the the most common theme was we have a we have a nice problem here. We equate not telling the truth to being nice. Yeah. That's there's a difference between politeness, niceness, whatever you want to call it, and kindness.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Clear truth telling is kind. I, and I feel like we've blurred a little bit of the lines of think and do not say. So I wanna bring this up, but I wanna yeah. say one thing as as I wrote down, as I think about who you have identified yourself with, how you've masterfully built in your vision into your identity, does what, what does that look in my own life? I remember when I started doing triathlons about 12 years ago, I would most often tell people, like, I'm not a swimmer. Like, I'm learning, you know, how to do triathlon. I'm just not a swimmer. And I said that for years until finally it hits me, like, wait, like, I've done... 27 triathlons. I I don't don't really. I can't really say I'm not a swimmer anymore. Like because I've done that. So what I how I the thing that just triggered for me is I started saying I'm becoming a swimmer. Mm -hmm. That's what you've done that I think for me connects so deeply is that you've and and you've kind of willed it and not in like this uh, this way that's kind of out to lunch kind of. You know, approach, but really, you're like willing your dreams and your visions into place by saying, "This is what I'm going to be." Mm-hmm. So I think that's super cool to me. It's it's saying I'm becoming something, not I'm not something that I'm doing I, or trying th- to do. I
1: mm-hmm. think the practical is that we're taught traditionally that change happens in people, in think, feel, do, and what change happens incrementally with you is in do, feel, think. Mm-hmm. Think about in your early years at the Christian school where they said, we need you to do this, and you did it. Mm -hmm. It changed the way you felt about what you could do. then changed the way you thought about what you could even accomplish. Mm -hmm. I think we've got to get people to do early on and take steps. I 100%
2: agree. In fact, I feel like maybe at some point I brought this up on the show. Like There was a time a few years ago in my life where it hit me that and I think it, you You articulated it just now really well. Most oftentimes, we don't do things we know we want to do, or mm-hmm. I don't like the word should, but maybe we should do whatever, right? Because we don't feel like it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, for me, what I've learned is that the motivation comes after the doing starts. No yep. doubt. And, and I believe it. where we fail most often is, is that we don't feel like doing something, or we're not motivated to do something, and so therefore we don't ever start. Mm-hmm. To me, most of the time in my life, it's the doing that helps bring my heart, my motivation along.
1: The momentum. It's not the, the momentum motivation. along. Like
2: the motivation momentum doesn't get me to the start. It's the start that gets me to it's the, the momentum. momentum. That's right. That's yeah,
0: right. yeah, I completely agree. It's um, you know, I I have this kind of struggle with people uh, people that. I was definitely the people that are close friends in my life and everything is that trying to, trying to help them understand that other Gen Zers and trying to help them understand this concept of that. Uh, you know, it's, it ties into that, you know, the excuses part and everything is when they, but when they blame something else, like uh, uh, I don't have the time or, I'm da- or I, I don't do this or that kind of, st- that kind of stuff. It's no, I'm not a swimmer. No, it's I'm not a swimmer. That. It's that you don't want to be a swimmer. Mm. The moment you change your wording and blame, blame yourself and look in the mirror and say i'm failing because of me then you have to change because i have not met anyone who likes to view themselves as a failure but when you give excuses to it and say i don't have the time for this it's no you haven't made the time i i am not mo- if you say i'm not motivated to do this you're right you're not motivated because you're because you're being lazy
2: what i hear so often and it's not just in gen z's it's millennials and and many others right it's not any specific but maybe more so in some of the doubles and you know as you put them or the 20s like I'm failing because of somebody something mm-hmm. else. Excuses. There's somebody else to blame. Mm-hmm. Like even my son this morning on on the way to take him to football, he was like I couldn't find my stuff because of mom. And I said, "Wait, wait, wait. wait. I don't even know what you're going to say <laughs> next, but don't. Don't." Like yeah. you can't find your stuff because mm-hmm. of you.
1: So Jack Jack texts me after practice at the at the old D1 school and he said, <laughs> "I did awful today." And I wrote back and I said some days are like that. Mm. But you know what? He showed up and he said it's so hard. And I said
0: yes, yep, it is. Because here's the thing, and you know
1: what? Letting him sit in that, yeah, yeah. and feel that, yeah, and make sense of
0: it, yeah, absolutely. You went, you went, and that's the tough thing. Is all you know? I'm not a parent. I'm not a parent. I I will understand that hopefully someday. And everything, and I know, uh, yeah. Gosh. We're going, we're going there. No, um, but here's this is like the Waffle House sticky moment. We're starting to get derailed. And yeah, thing. but right. um, about to go to five but, songs. We're but here, to to five yeah, songs. but here's here's the thing. I it's such a tough line as a parent where you know you you question where did I say the right thing in this moment? Did I need to? One of the greatest lessons I learned, which is part uh, partially another one of those defining moments and such. There's a professor at Columbia State Community College that I helped define, and he he broke down that. All things in life, decisions that are made, uh, systems that are in place and everything, they come down to two things, inheritance and merit. Mm-hmm. They come down to inheritance and merit. It's where do you are you given... Certain thing, uh, certain things. Yeah. Uh, another, you know, untactful way of putting it is some say it's silver spoon in the mouth. Yeah. Um, do you inherit stuff, or do you work hard to achieve those things you have? Yeah. So you have that tough line as a parent in that moment with with your son. It's you're wondering, do I do I give him what he's but well, what he's looking for, which is you know, oh, you, you know, you did a good job. It's not as bad or that kind of stuff. Or do you tell him that yes, sometimes these days are bad and everything? And I'm yeah. sure there there are times where you've been harsh on him and said and said to yourself, you know, maybe I was too harsh on that. And I'm sure there's you know mm-hmm. moments where it's like you know I did the right thing in this regard and all, all those kind of things. Because we as humans, we we look for reassurance. That's the other thing about telling yourself you're a failure in the mirror. If You also, you have a friend circle that's there to support you. And you have people in your life that are supposed to challenge you and help you grow and everything. You surround yourself with the people you want to become. If you surround yourself with people, when you complain to them, they don't factor, they don't kind of reality check you. And they're more so all the time of like, oh, I'm sorry, this is happening to you. I appreciate it. It's, uh, no, it's it, it doesn't deserve to happen, and everything. Then you think I did nothing wrong. I need to change that. And there are some instances where you are in the right. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Uh, that's saying that there's anything you know 100% wrong in that. But you have to make sure that you have people that are checking you on having the right balance of you did the right thing in this case. Sorry, it's happening to you or. You didn't do the right thing in this case. Sometimes it is hard, and you have to challenge yourself and put yourself in a situation for the future where this is never, ever going to happen again. That's right. That's All right, right, Spencer. We uh, want to peel back one more
2: layer of, of the Tom set onion here, and we want you to share. We're going to honor uh, our guests as we do, and, and you included in that now in the bosom of the uh, –
1: Go Consulting podcast Goat.
2: GCP family.
1: GCP family. He's always been.
2: What are your five songs?
0: I made a list for it. I kind of I was almost about to make a Go Consulting playlist just oh, to be fun I funny think, on that. I think you yeah, need to. any you of should. your guests. That should be a good idea for the podcast. Is all of your guests make a uh, make a playlist of all the songs or I know some of them named bands and gave some general stuff but like well, a playlist uh, making uh, mixtape. Yeah, yes, I remember mix. those things. Remember the eight tracks. <laughs> <Yeah>. But um <laughs> Five songs. Uh, so my top two are from my favorite artist, The Weeknd. Uh, I'm going out to see him in Atlanta uh, when he's performing at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, top one is "I Feel It Coming." Uh, mm-hmm. It's gotten me through a lot of a uh, lot of rough days, a lot of tough times, and everything. Just the melody and everything. It also has my other favorite it's artist. Good thing Lee um, in here. <laughs> it's my favorite other artist, uh, Daft Punk who uh, they, just, oh, yeah. they just disbanded uh, last year um, at, uh, shortly after the Super Bowl halftime show. And uh, it's fantastic song and everything. Uh, second one is uh, Less Than Zero mm. um, as a motivational thing. Again, part of that worst thing in the English language is good job. Anytime I make those accomplishments, there's a brief moment of other people celebrating me, and I'm like, you know, it's, it's all right, next thing. That's, <laughs> even, right. Even, uh, that's what I told people when I got my master's degree, three down, one to go. I, I told them that same thing, and they were like, you have to be thankful about this stuff. I'm like, it's another accomplishment, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's not, uh, you know, I'm always I'm always going to push myself to greater heights. So less than zero. Um, there's a song called Finish Line. It's off of Elton John's The Lockdown Sessions that he just released last year. It was Elton John and Stevie Wonder. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, the, I, I shuffle Elton John a lot on my rideshare routes in the earlier days of the week. Uh, <laughs> the Elton John, line. the Eagles, and everything. Yeah, the,
1: the it's, Eagles. It's, oh, yeah.
0: it's the, My dad raised me on Classic Rock. Um, but the finish line is a fantastic ride. There's some other good gems on uh, the lockdown sessions, which definitely all the, all the uh, consulting billy goats. Uh, make sure you go out and yeah. listen to those. <laughs> <laughs> um but finish line is fantastic um walk of life by dire straits uh, dire uh, that whole album is, uh, money for nothing uh, or no it's uh, brothers in arms brothers the and money arms. for nothing is the second track on there and everything yeah. but dire straits that anytime i start a road trip i it's first the brothers in arms album then it uh, then it goes into uh, green day and a lot of other stuff on the playlist but that whole album is fantastic it but is. There you walk go. of life and then final song by the eagles <laughs> very fitting get over it. Mm. it it's a song off the albums i'd love the one line where it says but the big bad world doesn't owe you a thing mm-hmm. and it, it talks about excuses that people make to try and justify their bad it. get over <laughs> this should I be the goat, goat karaoke fantastic. podcast at some the goat point karaoke i love it podcast all
1: right well, well hey there it is i mean <laughs> Changing, changing the idea of just getting into the game, teaching us to get into the game. Spencer Thompson said, "Is it intentionally creating the game?" After he spent his team, his singles, singles doubles, <laughs> doubles <laughs> and now he's his 20s intentionally getting the game. Spencer, I'm going to turn it over to you and and let you take us home, my friend.
0: Again, I'm very appreciative of you guys considering me even worthy of being a guest on this podcast. Hey, let me event. tell you something. I've you taught
1: it. I've taught a lot of people, and you're special, <laughs> and um, and. The world... is going to be better because you're in it. I appreciate and that. And we're it's thankful better. for you doing this, and we're going to be more thankful yep. when you get us those tickets. So go ahead and take <laughs> us out of here. Uh,
0: I appreciate the warm words. Never as special as you are, but I appreciate the warm words in that regard. So, Thank you, sir. For Tyler Burnett, traveling from afar, as well as Davey, our producer over yes. here, eating his, eating his well-deserved Chipotle, <laughs> yep, it's uh, it. as well as on behalf of Dr. Colby Juvenville and John Byers and Spencer Thompson saying, this is the Goat Consulting Podcast.
1: Boom, boom, boom.